0: You're listening to The Public Sector Show by Tech Tables, a podcast dedicated to sharing human-centric stories from CIOs and technology leaders across the city, the county, state, and federal agencies, joining in a conversation and touching the hearts and minds of leaders across technology today. From mission-driven leadership to cloud, AI to cybersecurity, workforce challenges, and more, never miss insights from peers and vendor partners across the public sector to make sure you never miss an episode head over to techtables.com and drop your email to subscribe new podcast episodes come out every tuesday and thursday along with weekly behind the mic newsletter and one of today's podcast sponsors is tech tables plus an engaging new community where you can have early access to never before released episodes early access to live event recordings early access to weekly three interesting learnings early access to live event ticket purchases no episode ads and more Plus three extra special bonuses when you sign up today. Bonus number one, access to the CEO show. Bonus number two, access to the higher ed show. And bonus number three, access to the digital show. Join Tech Tables Plus today. As always, thank you for supporting the Tech Tables Network. All right, let's welcome up Bratton Riley, co-founder and CEO at CityBot. Welcome to Tech Tables. Oh. Thank you, my good man. I love it. Okay, so for those who are not familiar about CityBot, give us, give us the pitch, founder. Come on, founder. We'll do
1: it. Citybot is an AI-powered customer service chat solution for government customer service. We occupy multiple channels. We started with text messaging because we are big believers in digital equity. And we've, we have moved to a web chat, and we're going into social media and soon to voice.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Okay, so you've got this really great story. So, for the, like, you've ever heard the phrase, like, pastor's kid, or, like, kids are like pastor's kids? Well, this is a mayor's kid. Mayor's okay? kid. Mayor's kid. Yep. You, your, your dad was, like, the mayor of Charleston for, like, 40 years, right? Something ridiculous. 4,000 years. 4,000 yeah, years. Yeah. 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 So, well, t- tell us
1: about that. You're growing up. Growing up, I was the mayor's kid, so Charleston, South Carolina, uh, Charleston has a strong mayor-form of government so the mayor is the CEO of the city and you know he he built an inclusive government in the mid 70s in the deep south which was not something you read about a white politician doing and um super proud of that hired an African American police chief in 1980 which you didn't hear about in the deep south at that time and so he was you know Charleston has generally been a conservative city it's now kind of purple but he um He was always pushing the envelope, and so, you know, as a a child, I was very proud of the work that he was doing, but also, you know, you can't please everyone, (laughs) so, you know, there were always people that were, you know, wanting him to move less fast, Uh, but anyways, uh, so much has happened in Charleston during that time, and I literally grew up in City Hall and have such an appreciation for how local government serves its residents and all the services that it provides to its residents. And I watched him build relationships of trust with residents, you know, over 40 years. And, you know, we've been through good times and bad times in Charleston. And, you know, when the bad times happen, it's really uh, critical that the trust is there. And fortunately that was the case. And so really the, the, question we wanted to solve for when we created CityBot was how can we help governments scale faster those relationships of trust to help build the trust and confidence in the residents the government's going to do what they ask it to do and do in a way that's more accessible more in the hands of residents to to get the information they need and get the get the job done that they're looking for
0: yeah so I imagine like as a mayor's kid growing up You know, you're probably like most kids where you're like eighteen, you're like, all right, I'm out of here. I looked like I was twelve. Yeah, you look like you're twelve. Voice is still cracking, like the whole thing. You're you're out the door, right? Like now are you thinking, you know, you're probably not thinking public sector, right? It was funny
1: when my dad asked me like where I want to go to college, I went to UVA in Charlottesville. And I told him I wanted to get away because I wanted to get out of his sphere of influence. And um, so I did that. And then I moved to Brazil after I went to college. Let's go. Um, And that was an amazing experience. But, um, you know, I've always been closely connected to, you know, government and politics and, you know, the issues around equity and taking care of all residents, regardless of you know, what they're bringing to the table is just embedded in my heart. So you just, that's, <laughs> it goes back to the early age. So it's fun for us to now be able to deploy technology to try to, you know, realize that vision of really trying to help help people out at scale.
0: And, and is that what inspires you today? Like what what inspires you to keep going?
1: Yeah, I mean, example is, so New Orleans is a customer of ours, and we just launched with them in, June, they call it jazz. So one of the things that we encourage our customers to do is to brand our system to the brand of the government. We believe that if the government, you know, they only get so many bites at the apple of presenting themselves as a we love you resident organization. And so, you know, when you embed this cool AI powered chat system through the different communication channels, they're like, well, call it something cool. You know, you don't need to call it CityBot. And so, I got a, we got an email from New Orleans in January, and it said we want to call the system Jazz. And, I mean, y'all don't know me from Adam's house cat, but I got up and did my own version of a jazz dance, which fortunately was not on video because y'all would definitely have been laughing me out the door. We have three cameras here. You yeah, good. I, you know, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe after a few drinks that's that's of at the W later. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, so we launch in June, and then Ida, of course, hits New Orleans three weekends ago. And it was that Monday, and we're reaching out to the city to be like, "How you doing?" We've been in touch with them throughout the storm, and we're about to post something on our chat greeting, where we're constantly keeping the residents updated as to what's going on, to say that if there's a down power line, please call 911. We, you know, get approval from our customer before we do that stuff, and they said, "Don't push that out. 911 is down." So this was right when the storm hit. So for a time, the phone system was down. And so they were really getting the message out to the residents saying, hey, if you have an emergency, you need to go to the nearest police station or go to the nearest fire station. It's just like, you know, that's when you feel the gut punch. But in answer of your question, what keeps us going is the greatest honor that we have as a company is being there for our customers when they need us the most. And that's what we helped our customer do in Ida. So we were constantly using our chat greeting as a messaging tool to tell people where you can get an oxygen tank, where you can go to a shelter that's got food and water and power, how can you get a free ride to the shelter, and keeping that continuously updated. It's like those are the moments where it's just like, you know, you hate that a community goes through that. But it's such an honor to be there. So
0: that's what really keeps us going. Now, you're, you're doing work in Texas, right? Yes. Now, what was the city? Because I went on some, I started going on some Texas websites. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to test City Bot out. I got to <laughs> see this. I got, so I'm going around. I'm, man, what city? Arlington. probably Arlington. Or Brownsville. Or, I think it was, maybe it was Arlington. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So how do you think about automating these conversations between cities and citizens? Like, where do you see it work and where does it not work?
1: So, you know, if you want to stump a chatbot, you can always stump a chatbot. I, I did. You know, yeah. And um, so we build a knowledge base for our customers. We usually use the web content that they have on their website. They work so hard to keep that data current and fresh, and it's a lot of information. They're publicly regulated, they got to, you know, everything needs to be public. So we use that information as the knowledge base, and then now we can actually bring into our system the questions that we anticipate residents will ask and then we build in conversational ai the conversations around how residents can make a service request in the case of local government where there's a pothole missed trash pickup etc my recycling wasn't picked up i just lost my dog etc we can build all that in conversational ai and then we always have an out so if you do stump the bot there's always a chance for the resident to send in a personalized message using the words they wanna use and they get an immediate response saying government's gonna get back in touch with them. So you you never get to that dead end, like no one wants to engage in chat and get to the dead end and then you have to start over from scratch. You don't want that. And then with the way the technology's going with AI and machine learning, our ability to answer questions more accurately and using more data that, that extends beyond the government website is what we're beta testing right now, and we're very excited about the results that we're seeing.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I was reading uh, on the AWS machine learning blog how CityBot's chatbot search uses AI to find more answers. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes when we actually release the episode, but tell us, tell us about, you know, Tensor IoT and, and Amazon Alexa. like how does this all happen for for CityBot?
1: So yes, we use uh, a lot of AWS technology, and I'm so pleased that my buddy Tate Ewing, who works for AWS, is here with us today. And they're like a little family outside of our company family for us. So it's it's not just their technology, but it's the people, uh, and we love the people that we get to hang out with that work there. But it's a you know it's a combination of using conversational AI software that AWS has that we use, the machine learning software that AWS has that we're currently using, and then some of the cloud-based technology. So, you know, one of the things as a a startup is learning how to navigate the mothership that is Amazon. Um, And fortunately, I've got some great teammates that have helped us on that, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's been a great adventure to try to figure out how to get to the right people so that we can push the envelope on the technologies that they have to say, hey, look, y'all ought to consider making this advancement in your technology because here's why.
0: Oh, that's really great. So uh, we've got someone from Amazon here, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they will grab you. What, what's his name again? Tate? tate. Tate. Ewing.
1: Yeah, maybe you can interview him. Tate. Yeah, Tate.
0: Yeah, tate. You're going you're gonna to come up next, Tate. <laughs> Uh, It's really easy. I just ask open ended questions. It's not hard. Um, You know, how was your day? It was good. Cool. What does good mean? Good means it was sunny outside. Don't Yeah. So uh, we'll do that. Okay. So tell us give us. Okay. I really want to have Tate come up here. Uh, Tell us what are two to three tips around citizen engagement that you've seen work really well?
1: Well, I've got tips and then I've got sort of directional stuff where we want to take it. But, um, you know, some tips are. First of all, just kind of helping governments you know, on the back end, so we run this data dashboard. So we track all the communications that are coming in. Not from a big brother perspective because we don't care who's communicating, but we want the government to figure out why. So some of the tips that we use when we build our dashboard is just like, hey, let's use this data from the real conversations to improve how we answer questions, but it also might be how you need to manage content, maybe there's an issue popping up on the radar because we see it coming in through our communications that governments need to proactively get ahead of. So one of those tips is just like, you know, we present the data to you, let's use it for what it is and part of what we do with our customers is we have a regular cadence of communication with them where we, we show them the dashboard and say, you know, look what's what's going on here. And, you know, in the case of New Orleans, you know, some of the stuff that's coming in is like, you know, pretty heart-wrenching stuff. And they have a 311 in New Orleans too. So it's just, it's such a, they're using the data, but it's such an honor to see them, you know, take these heart-wrenching conversations and really connect with these folks to help them out. So that's a big tip. And then... I mean, we've heard it in the room today with Nadia and Mandy, it's just like we want to be part of that innovation equation where we've got these GovTech leaders who, oh, by the way, happen to be women, which is so cool that we have that, uh, and th- you know, appreciate you for highlighting that, but we want to be part of that sort of innovative culture of fail fast, learn from the mistakes, and get better. And, um, you know, we'd love to see a lot more of that. We'd love to bottle up the words that, that I've heard here today and share it with a lot of these other government leaders that we talk to.
0: Yeah, I love that. All right, so you can catch Bratton at the W afterwards. Super excited to hang out. I'm glad you came in. And uh, Maybe
1: wasn't... I'll do a jazz dance, maybe, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, jazz I don't know dance. if you really want to see yeah. that. but <laughs> No, I, I do. I really do. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bratton. Thank Appreciate you, man. It. You're listening to The Public Sector Show by Tech Tables, a podcast dedicated to sharing human-centric stories from CIOs and technology leaders across the city, county, state, and federal agencies. joining in a conversation and touching the hearts and minds of leaders across technology today. From mission-driven leadership to cloud, AI to cybersecurity, workforce challenges, and more, never miss insights from peers and vendor partners across the public sector. And to make sure you never miss an episode, head over to techtables.com and drop your email to subscribe. New podcast episodes come out every Tuesday and Thursday, along with weekly behind-the-mic newsletter. And one of today's podcast sponsors is Tech Tables Plus, an engaging new community where you can have early access to never-before-released episodes, early access to live event recordings, early access to weekly three interesting learnings, early access to live event ticket purchases, no episode ads, and more, plus three extra special bonuses when you sign up today. Bonus number one, access to the CEO show. Bonus number two, access to the higher ed show. And bonus number three, access to the digital show. Join Tech Tables Plus today. As always, thank you for supporting the Tech Tables Network.